Let's do it. Oh. Yeah, you want in on Bear of the Week? Yay, nay? Yeah, Bob, I got one. All right, all right, cool. We'll bring you in first. The Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. And A.J. Applegar. It's Sin Shu Sin Shu. It's a mouthful. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, as always, AJ Abagarth. What's up, man? What up? Don't have uh, don't have the porcupine hair today, huh? I mean, it's porcupine, but I'm I'm porcupine going out to Sonic the Hedgehog's uh, Imperial Gala tonight, so I had to slick it back a little bit. Uh, alrighty. <laughs> All right, man. Um. As you guys are probably figuring out, we're doing the show a day early this week. Got some things going on that uh, I need to do a day early. We'll, we'll be doing it a day early next week for Thanksgiving as well. Uh, actually, it may even be a day earlier than that, AJ. We need to talk about that. But, uh, you know, obviously not going to be doing a podcast on Thursday night. I'm going to be asleep from lots of turkey. So, uh, before we get moving on, subscribe, follow us on YouTube, Periscope, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, you know, leave those reviews, guys. We appreciate it, and we uh, we need them. So uh, bring bring them on. Uh, <laughs> I'm not begging, I swear. Um, no game on tonight, but we do have the NBA draft. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about it because I honestly I didn't follow a lot of college basketball this year, so uh, I just know whoever the hell the Wizards pick, nobody cared because they didn't talk but three seconds about him so move it on uh bye week teams this week 49ers bears bills and giants so missing a missing a good good chunk of people here josh allen um stefan diggs john brown if he was actually healthy uh the bears Allen robinson if they ever could get in the ball anymore uh brendan Ayuk. <laughs> jimmy cram get out of here jeff uh <laughs> Anyway, moving on from that, Jimmy our, guest, our guest this week, Bob Van Duser from uh, Fantasy Six Pack, our IDP specialist. That's all, not all he knows, so we bring him on this show to talk some football with us, get you ready for week 11. Uh, how you doing, Bob? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Pretty hanging good, man. in there, hanging in there, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on for sure. Uh, looking forward to, to getting into this with you. Um, so what we like to do here first is uh, a little advice column, uh, a little advice topic, whatever you want to call it. This week, not. Oh, yeah. It's out of what, order what, here. What Beer of the you? week. You're right. God, you're know. a day early. You're three <laughs> topics late. Yeah, whatever. Mm, beer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
right. Yeah, sorry. I screwed that one up. It's out of order on my sheet, and it's already 948, <laughs> so I'm trying to rush through it. Uh, Bob, you are first. You are the guest, so we're going to let you go first here. What's your beer, man? What are you drinking? I'm just rocking simple Miller Lite. Nothing crazy. Nothing too fancy. So. Hey, man, I appreciate the Miller Lite. I drank a lot of those in college. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. Uh, I, uh, of the, the three lights, I feel like uh, the Miller is is my, my favorite go-to. Yes, 100%. Um, so, yeah, uh, I myself am drinking a uh, Kushwa Brewing Quickening. Um, it's their New England style, uh, one of their New England style IPAs. And it's got a fun little homage to Clint Eastwood, I believe. So, yeah. No. Nice. Typical, typical uh, any IPA. Any IPA. Nice. Uh, I am drinking a Manor Hill brewery over here in local Maryland for us. Hop Yard, Hidden Hop Yard Series. This is volume 15. Uh, I was looking through untapped. Apparently, I've had number two and number four, and then I skipped all the way to 15. Uh, this one's got Galaxy, Locust, or Lotus, sorry, Citra, and Michigan Copper Hops. Never heard of that one. Uh, but okay. it's tasty, man. I gave it a four on untapped, so it's, it's a good one for me. Uh, and cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 All right, guys. Um, so what I meant to do is uh, get into our advice topic. And, and today it's going to be a quick one. Um, and Jeff brought this up. You know, we've got two teams headed on by in week 13, which is pretty late to have a bye week for fantasy football, right? It's two pretty big teams, too. Tampa Bay and Carolina. Now, obviously, it would be a lot bigger if we knew Christian McCaffrey was going to be healthy. But you're still losing out on DJ Moore. still lose, losing out on... Um, uh, uh, Curtis Samuel, you know, Evans, Mike Davis Godwin. has been, you know, pretty decent overall for them. But yeah, obviously Tampa Bay, you're losing a ton of guys, right? You're losing Brady, you're losing Godwin, Gosh. Evans, you know, all those guys, right? So you gotta like at this point, you know, you're a team that's kind of in need of a win to get into the playoffs. Maybe the last couple couple weeks here, right? Is it time to maybe think about stashing a player or two to get ready for missing those players two weeks from now? Uh, if you have them, um, I, I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty on it. I, I don't want to cop out and say you know it depends on who you have and all this kind of stuff. But like honestly, because I don't know if it really does because. Who cares if those players are on your team and they're stashing them for good playoff runs if you don't make the playoffs? So, I don't know. Bob, what do you think? I'll go to you first. Uh, so, my big bit of advice would just be not panic because, I mean, with half of those players, you've been kind of riding without or have been pretty inconsistent for you anyway. I mean, you look at CMC, he's been out most of the year. You've I mean, had I to find a replacement CMC, for him. One, well, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, you've had to find a replacement for him this whole time. Right. You know, so you probably have some sort of option kind of lined up. Same deal with uh, Godwin. You know, he's been in and out, inconsistent. Yeah. Evans, too. I mean, the only real big hitters there are Brady, but, you know, quarterbacks, easy to grab on a week notice. And then 
DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, those guys, you probably can stream a wide receiver. The only big concern for me would be finding a replacement for Jones. You know, he's been solid pretty much yeah. week in, week out, a couple weeks here and there where he kind of disappears on you, <laughs> loses a fumble, and he's out for the game. Um, contrary to last week, he goes and blows up after a fumble. But so, I mean, I would just say, you know, more often than not, if you're in the playoff hunt and you have these guys, you've probably already kind of made adjustments to be ready to rock and roll to push towards the playoff. Yeah, you're, you're probably right there. So, I don't know, AJ, you got anything else to add here? No, I mean, pretty much right in line with, with my thought process, too. Um, I mean, I do try to keep an eye on bye weeks, and I don't like always having guys that are in that last week um if i can get around it uh i only own cmc in one league and it's my home league and he's crushed me this year uh, along with everybody else that owns him so you know i i I don't know if i'll even make the playoffs in that league as it is so (laughs) whatever yeah i also also have brady in that league though so that that'll be fun because i have uh I think of who my backups are. I think I have Burrow, so we'll see who they have. Week 13, hopefully it's a nice matchup. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I think you're right on there, Bob. I think don't, you know, don't panic with these guys. You know, hopefully you've got some some decent some decent bench option options. You know, if, I guess if you're looking at a bunch of guys playing Baltimore or Indy or something like that, maybe you have to you, you've got to figure something out. But um, otherwise. You, Hopefully you've you've done your homework. You've listened to these shows, other shows, read us, read other sites to to not have to rely on on you know you have enough options to be able to pivot when you need to pivot. So uh, let's jump into our weekly topics this week. Uh, the first one, the first one I want to talk about here is, is let's just review some of these rookies, man. So um you know we saw a couple rookie receivers blow up this week you know one or two rookie running backs blow up this week and rookies have really made a lot of headlines this week and and um you know one thing that we've noticed is that you know, usually it's you know wide receivers and quarterbacks that you got to usually wait a year or two on on some of them to to really work out now now we get the occasional qb to kind of you know, be a home run, you know, the first year, you know, usually with legs or something like that uh, receiver, you get one or two that kind of come out of nowhere. They just get into a good offense or a bunch of injuries and they kind of, you know, hit home. But usually it's running backs in year one. They just take over. And that's why we saw a lot of them just creep up the drafts ever. So, And I said it this year. I was like, this is the finally I'm in like I'm in on the rookie running backs shouldn't have done it this year apparently because it's not been not been good um it's been the complete opposite the receivers have been ridiculously good and the running backs have been super inconsistent now all the running backs have been super inconsistent it feels like but you know the running back the rookies are right there but the quarterbacks have been good right burrow's been awesome herbert's been awesome Tua not been awesome yet, but hey, he's winning ball games, right? He's he's doing what he needs to be doing. Um, <clears throat> Bob, what do you think the re- biggest reason for this this kind of flip this year is? So I think it's kind of just a less of a flip this year, and I think it's going to be something that you know we kind of see heading in down the road. I think uh, teams more and more nowadays 
when they draft a quarterback early, they want to see what they got in them. I think it's a less, uh, you know, they want to groom less and just these guys should be ready to play. Um, same deal with wide receivers. Um, you know, this year, I think, you know, with how college is kind of playing or the NFL rather is playing more like college nowadays um, with their systems and whatnot. I just think that, you know, wide receivers are more bred for the NFL than they ever were. Um, and then you look at all the running backs this year, most of them were dropped right into committees um, as opposed to were. workhorse roles. You know, the only one you could argue that maybe had a shot at an, a workhorse role would be Jonathan Taylor. But I mean, you know, he had Mac to start with coming in, but he went down and then it should have been his, but he just hasn't been able to get rolling. But you look at uh, CEH, Swift, uh, Akers, especially Dobbins, especially, um, you know, those guys all right to committees and didn't really even have a shot out the gate. Um, and I think that, you know, I positive for the future, but I think this year, a lot of those, we got to stop wishing on cause they, they aren't, aren't it this year, sadly. Yeah. We'll, we'll touch on a bunch of those later. AJ, I mean, any other thoughts on why, the the flip here is, is happening. Well, I mean, we is knew just coming in. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I mean, we knew coming into this year that there was going to be it, it was such a deep rookie class for wide receiver. So uh, it's not really surprising to be like, hey, there's so many good wide receiver rookies out there. Well, yeah, because there were so damn many of them that got drafted. Um you know, but some of them have struggled more than others, obviously, uh, or missed time, uh, like a Rager. And, um, you know, Chenault's been kind of meh up and down. Um, but Jefferson's been awesome. Um, you know, and, and he's really taken in uh, on that role, uh, in that offense for Minnesota. So, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some of these guys here, uh, a little bit later, though. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's the the committee thing to me is the biggest, the biggest downside. Um, you know, there there wasn't really a, a big opening for for rookies to come in right off the bat and just make a bunch of noise. Plus, missing the training camps didn't help either. So, oh, you, you would know, think that would hurt the receivers thought. more with the timing with the quarterback, yeah. but it definitely didn't. So it's, it is very opposite of what we all believe. Like you got to You got to think that running backs can come in like running back, get ball, hit hole, go like <laughs> that's pretty simple. Like, I mean, I say it's simple, but like <clears throat> that's what running backs do. Right. And, and they pass protect receivers. Got to learn route trees. They got to get timing with the quarterback. It, it's, there's a lot more. And that's why you usually see receivers, take a lot longer to get into the groove of their NFL career than running backs do. But it just has been the opposite this year. But let's jump right into some of these running backs. And I'm kind of just going through draft order here. And then I'm going to skip a few and we'll, we'll hit up a couple like late round guys. But right off the bat, CEH. Look, running back 12 right now, he's averaging 12 and a half points a game. So, I mean, like, I mean, look, he's not killing you. Um, but, I mean, people were drafting him in the middle of the first round. Um, you know, after, after Damian Williams went down, he just draft skyrocketed. I mean, so he's not doing what people expected, but look, he's not killing you. Like, especially with the running back landscape as it is, like you're living with it. Right. Uh, I mean, can he, can, 
I don't know if we're really going to expect anything bigger from him down the stretch here. I don't, I don't think anybody would expect that. Correct me if I'm wrong when, when you speak, but, uh, you know, does he look like he can be better after this season? I mean, Damian Williams could return next year. Now he could also get cut. He's not a huge cap casualty. Um, but like, I wonder, Bob, what do you think about his value going past this year? Personally, I'm not. I'm not worried about Damian Williams. Um, he he even mentioned that, you know, playing for uh, Clyde here. He mentioned that learning Andy Reid's system was tough. I mean, for a running back, especially, you have to learn a lot of pass protections, a lot of routes. Um, and where Clyde had a lot of practice with that in college, you know, he hasn't gotten a lot of that work yet. Um, so I really think that you know after this season, like you mentioned, I think Damian Williams is an easy cap casualty, especially with the salary cap getting reduced next year will be a easy choice for uh the gm there i i'm not too concerned you know i'm concerned for his overall ceiling but in dynasty at least um redraft i think he'll you know be more of a draft value with how we kind of burn people this year yeah i'm not really concerned with williams at all um i mean i'd be more concerned with bell They brought him in and, you know, he hasn't really done much yet. But again, it's a learning curve. You've got to pick up all of this stuff from Andy Reid's offense. And uh, and there's a lot to it. So Mm. I don't I mean, they still have uh, Daryl Williams. They still have uh, Darwin Thompson. I mean, they just have a stable of running backs. Um, So I would not be surprised. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was just saying. So, you know. I don't I don't see them keeping all of these guys um, at all. You know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Darwin gone after this year, um, along with Williams, uh, Damian Williams. Daryl, I think, could stick around. He He's kind of shown more consistent flashes, at least last year, not as much this year. But I don't feel like he's really gotten much of an opportunity this year either. Um I mean, CEH, though, I don't own him anywhere this year, and I probably won't be able to get him at all for next year. So it uh, doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well, let's move on to the next guy here. We, we already mentioned his name, and that is Mr. Swift up in Detroit. So, I mean, he definitely had to deal with, with being buried on the depth chart this year. Uh, He was hardly used some weeks thanks to the late AP signing. Um, Now all of a sudden he he's basically the man. Uh, I mean, do you think he could finish as the top rookie running back? Uh, I mean, he's running back 14 right now. So what are your thoughts on week 11? (laughs) Yeah. Week 10. I mean, so what are your, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Swift, Bob? I, I think it's Swift season now. I mean, with Clyde's inconsistency, if they're going to keep, you know, feeding, you know, whether or not Galladay's in the lineup and how Hawkinson does their best player in the offensive side of the ball, you know, I think it's his his race to lose, honestly. Um, yeah, that's all I got for him. Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm all in on Swift at this point. You know, this week I got him really highly ranked as a running back going against Carolina. It's it's just one of those like he if they're gonna feed him, if they're gonna feed him like they did last week, 
especially you know both running and passing like that uh dude he he's gonna he's gonna creep in easily to the top seven eight running back overall if not higher dude like he really is gonna just jump because it's not really the point difference between some of these guys like isn't much so he just needs a couple blow up weeks there where you know he could do it and i mean it's it's you don't always want to believe the coaching staff but when they came out and said he was the starter like they they meant it and so you've got to believe that they really do mean i mean like there's no more trying to win ball games with Adrian Peterson. There's no need to. Like the Lions are terrible. Uh, they just need to see the future and, and get Swift a lot of work. And so now anybody who held on to him is going to reap a lot of benefits. He's this year's Miles Sanders. You watch. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So yeah. next Second. guy here, and, and probably going the opposite direction of Swift is uh, Jonathan Taylor. Oh, what a. Uh, shit show this has been dude i mean came out kind of kind of hot i mean not not lighting the world on fire but i mean he, he was good man double digit points five of his first six games you know it got banged up but ever since he's never top double digits he's seen his carries and snap count drop each week we've seen wilkins we've seen hines outperform him tremendously in you know v- variation of whoever it is each week so like where are we going with jonathan taylor at this point like is he like i don't you know i'm not cutting him because he's still the starter air quotes starter right so like in <clears throat> the running back landscape is so crap this year like you're not cutting somebody like jonathan taylor but like you've got i've got to think unless you're just in dire straits you you're you're putting him on your bench right bob oh for sure i mean you look at it yeah uh reich's running pretty much a hot hand approach and uh jt's a guy that you need to feed to get him hot and you know when you put in Hines and he's a spark plug off the rip what do you do you send taylor to the bench and you know give wilkins some touches here and there and feed taylor back in but when you know you have Hines just going off I'm I'm hopeful next year, but I think uh, it's it's tough unless you need him this year. Um, it's tough for me to be positive on him. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I own him in a couple of leagues and um, both redraft actually or one tournament. Uh, but he, yeah, he just wasn't really there. Um, you know, and I kind of had to start him last week. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Which was sucked. <laughs> terrible. I mean, in in the F6P league, I started him and Hines because hmm. I really didn't have any other options. And kind of even almost, out for you. Yeah, I that worked out. Okay. Somehow managed to beat Richard. Um, had I Woo. maybe made a couple of better moves, I might have had him. In your MO uh, this year, man. <laughs> I, it's my MO every year, I feel like. I mean, everybody can say that. I feel like, but yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm very good at betting against myself on setting lineups. So I just need to be in better, you know, best ball leagues for the next fifteen that I had next year. So anyway, um, all right, moving on to Acres and Dobbins. We're just gonna lump these two guys together because it's been an absolute mess with these two. They're both in very split backfields. Uh, you know, you've got Ingram Edwards, 
Uh, you still have Justice Hill in Baltimore occasionally getting some work, not anywhere near as much, but Dobbins has been super up and down. Um, Akers has missed some time with injury. You know, Henderson's kind of stepped up this year and been the main guy, it seems like, at times. Other times it's it's been Malcolm Brown, but, I mean, there's just a bunch of injuries going through that backfield too. So, I mean, can we trust any of these guys or either of these two guys as rookies, Bob? Uh, so with uh, with Akers, I'm, that's a hard no. Um, with everybody in that backfield, like you said, kind of banged up, but also healthy enough to play and get a fine snap share. I, I'm not, he's just, yeah, a bench for me and redraft. Um, but with Dobbins, I'm actually uh, cautiously optimistic. Um, looking at his snap counts the last two weeks, he's actually almost doubled um, or match what both Ingram and uh, Edwards were able to muster. Um, granted, that's with a disgusting rain game we had last week. Um, but, you know, if, if he's going to be out there for that much time, you know, and he gets he gets work, like I said, I'm not throwing him into lineups willy-nilly if I got better options, but, you know, something to maybe take some, uh, like I said, some cautious, uh, cautious optimism with. But, all right, Joe. Yeah, we, we've talked about these guys a bunch. Like anybody in that Baltimore backfield, you know, it's funny. Um, Matt Matt Hicks, you know, love him to death, but like he sent out a tweet and it was just like, oh, you know, Gus Edwards leading the, leading the Baltimore Ravens backfield in snaps and yards and touchdowns. And, and I was like, who cares? <laughs> like, it doesn't amount True. to anything. So, like, Dobbins could do the same thing, and, like, everybody would probably be a little more excited because it's the rookie. But, like, it doesn't right. matter. It's a three-headed backfield. Now Ingram's back. Like, you can't start these guys right now. If you sure. do, you're just hoping one of them falls in the end zone. That's pretty much all you're getting. Right. Akers, kind of the same thing, but he's not getting the, the touchdowns. Not even close. And he's got the worst yards per carry on that team. So, like, I don't want to start any of these guys, like. Dynasty, you're holding on to them. You got to. But redraft, like, I don't, if there's some hot waiver wire ad that you need, like, I don't, I wouldn't care if you drop. I dropped Akers weeks ago, and I don't care that he's getting 10 carries right now. It's just not doing it for me. Um, do. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going after, you know, the McKissicks right now, like, because at least they're getting seven catches a game. It's, Giving me more than Acres is 10, 10 carries for forty yards if if I'm lucky. Um, speaking of Washington, though, the rookie Antonio Gibson, he's running back eleven. Uh, pretty inconsistent though. Like I was looking at his game log, and like he's got three games of eighteen plus. Two of them were in the twenties, so those are awesome. Everything else is fewer than eleven or eleven or fewer. And that a few of those are actually in the single digits. So, like, really fluctuates, right? Um, and, of course, with, with Alex Smith in the lineup now, it, it, you're looking at, you know, Mr. Checkdown. But he's not – so he's not really looking to Gibson as much. He's looking to McKissick a lot, like what I just kind of alluded to. I mean, obviously, we're not cutting Gibson at this point. I'm not even trying to say that. But, like, you're probably just plugging Gibson in, hoping for the best. But, like – maybe future, maybe next year. Like, do we think this could get more consistent work from him or is this kind of who he is? So I'm thinking with this season, I think he could even have some consistency. My reason being 
you know, who's, who's a more consistent quarterback than Alex, Alex Smith. Um, then you look at, you know, his play last week, how he did last week, you know, offense kind of goes as the quarterback goes, you know, Alex Smith could do, uh, could do some wonders for him. Uh, then you look to head to next year. I mean, too much is up in the air with that quarterback situation. If they stick with Smith, if they bring in a rookie, you know, lots up in the air there, but I think for now, you know, I'm again, cautiously optimistic that he could be a little more, uh, a little more consistent in our lineups. So, is it consistent, good consistent, or is it going to be consistent like twelve points consistent? Which I mean isn't terrible, but like, you know, are we going to get like a, are we going to get a consistent like sixteen, seventeen, which is game changer, almost right right now with running backs, other than like Cook and Kamara, sure. Or are we getting like a consistent like ten, eleven, twelve, which Again, not going to kill you, but people want more. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you look at it, I think you could hit that 12-14 range, and then you have a chance for, you know, he's an electric athlete. That Yeah, he, can, he is. He can just, you know, take a ball to the house anytime. Um, so I think, you know, you get him more opportunities on the field and more just being on the field, having him out there, you know, again, optimistic, but. You know, I think he's he's got a shot with Smith as opposed to, you know, what Haskins and Allen were doing. I mean, Alex Smith at this point is no world. Well, he is a world beater, but, you know, he's not, you know, MVP candidate Alex Smith like he was. But now world's better than he was or better than he had with uh, Allen and Haskins. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, it's got comeback player of the year written all over it. As soon as you step on the field, we right it in. into the season <laughs> anyways. But it's done. Yeah, uh, definitely. He took one snap. Uh, yeah. Trophy was done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, it, I don't really have much to add on that yeah, one. On. So it's we'll just cold. go. Yeah, we'll just go in with uh, our last guy here, and that is. Uh, Mr. Robinson, James Robinson. So he was an undrafted free agent. Um, and he's, he's basically running back four on the season. 148.2 points. I mean, he's been really good overall uh, so far this season. And, and he basically is the man going forward for them. Uh, he's, he's been solid as of late, carrying the ball 20 plus times. Um, that's the last three games. You know, the Jags seem to have found their future running back now, um, which isn't at all anywhere near the headache that was Leonard Fournette. So that's got to be a relief for them. But uh, what are your thoughts on Robinson? I mean, I I love him <laughs> purely on the price he came at at the start of the season. Um, you know, practically free, free if you got <laughs> yeah. to him. You know, I, you know uh, there was one league where, you know, everybody went and blew all their fab on uh, – Oh, Zigbo and uh, Armstead. And I'm like, eh, I'll pick up this Robinson guy on a whim. And, you know, those leagues, I'm sitting pretty. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and then uh, going forward, you know, I think the best thing about him is, you know, the, the fantasy uh, world is basically split 50-50 on the guy. And I'm thinking he might have, like, third-round value at what he is, which is, mind-blowing to me because there's still people that hate on the guy when he's you know essentially lit the rookie running back world on fire 
um, this year. And, you know, I think if, if it ain't Swift, if it isn't uh, Gibson making a late push or Clyde does a little better, you know, Robinson's your rookie RB1 this year. Dude, I'm so mad at myself. I got offered a trade after week one in my dynasty league to take Robinson and give a second round pick. And I was like, I don't know if I believe in the guy. I thought his big boy would be back soon. I thought arms would be back soon. I thought it would be crowded. I thought this team was going to be terrible. I thought they'd be passing a ton and he wasn't going to get the work. They said, screw that. We're going to suck anyway. And still get this guy a ton of work, which makes no sense. Like literally like no other team does this. Right. That's um, a jinx. It's just weird. So like, but he's been phenomenal. And the one thing that has killed me this year in that league has been running back. And then I lost a couple of people to injury. So now I'm selling off, but whatever. Sure. But like, had I had him, I would be in way better shape than I was, than I am currently. Uh, so wouldn't win because my injuries have just demolished me, but whatever. Uh, yeah, now he's been awesome. I think if you have an owner who has him in dynasty and doesn't believe that he's going to guy for the future, I, I don't see how the Jaguars go away from him. Even if those two guys come back, I do not see how they go away from him. He has been nothing but steady and reliable for them. And, they've got to lean on him until they can get more around that offense, including a quarterback and who knows where they're going for that. So, all right, let's jump over some receivers here. And again, starting with the top in the draft, Henry Ruggs. Ooh, I, I don't know what to think about Ruggs, man. Like everybody kind of went Whoo? when they drafted him, when the Raiders drafted them him in the first place with the first receiver, but you thought, all right, I mean, look, they, they got a plan, right? Well, first game out, you know, caught a long pass. You were like, all right, I mean, didn't do awesome, but caught that pass, flashed, and he's done that. That's all he's done. He's flashed. Caught the long TD, catched the one game. He's never topped more than five targets a game, though. I don't – it's it's not happening this year, clearly, but does it ever happen? Is he – could he turn into, like, maybe a, a, a Tyreek Hill-ish type of player where like Tyreek Hill wasn't awesome his first year, maybe even two, but then eventually figured it out. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I mean, I like you said, it's it's not happening in 2020. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think he has that type of potential, that Tyreek Hill. I think we could probably end up with uh, maybe more of a Deshaun Jackson-Hill uh, mix you know, kind of that type of in between those players. Um, you know, I just, it, I mean, you look at, he's not, he's not getting any work. He's not getting an opportunity, you know, hardly getting any, any snap. I mean, he's getting these snaps, but he's not getting anywhere near all of them and uh, tough to trust. I mean, at the, you know, redraft, I don't want him, you know, and then uh dynasty or next year redraft, you could be looking at a, post type sleeper. I doubt it. Um, but he should be super cheap next year if, if yeah, you want to take it, a shot on him. But he's he's worth the shot, you know? One of those freak athletes. Yeah, I mean the athleticism is definitely there. Um I just I don't have any interest in rugs either. Um I mean Derek Carr we know what he is and and I mean hand it to uh to Vegas they've been pretty good so far this year um but they've done it sort of without rugs i feel like you know he's missed some time 
Um, Edwards, their other rookie, has missed some time. Um, I mean, Ruggs just hasn't really caught on yet. And I think if, if you're that interested in him, you want to hold on to him, fine. I mean, I don't fault people if they want to. Um, I'm just not going to be one of those people. So moving on here, we've got uh, Mr. Judy. Ruggs is a college teammate um, out in Denver. So they play against each other now. I mean, he's seen fairly consistent targets all season, you know, but other than really one big game in week nine versus Atlanta, who sucks against receivers, you know, he's really failed to capitalize. Um, and, you know, I, can we really blame him or do we have to blame Locke? Uh, I mean, is Judy just overmatched? I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on, on that situation, Bob? Uh, I, I really put a lot of this on lock, you know, whether it's his shoulder or not him TBD, but you know, I think Judy's a star athlete in the making, you know, and just gotta get him somebody throwing the ball, whether that's lock or not TBD. Yeah. Joe hundred percent, man. I mean, we talked about this before the season with Michelle. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's to not a lock. lock. Uh, neither are we. He's had a couple of big games, but it's been all like second half hero ball. So, yeah, uh, not not working out very well for him. Injuries set aside. So next guy here, we got CeeDee Lamb. And man, whoo, CeeDee Lamb was lighting the world on fire with Dak healthy, man. But whoo, not been good since, um, you know, yeah. I, I think if Dak was still healthy, we'd be talking about him being the best rookie fantasy receiver. Um, yeah, but I mean. I gotta wonder, like, where, where do you think his value is? Great, he's gonna have, like, he's gonna be up here in the beginning, and then he's gonna drop, right? So, like, do redraft league players have a short-term memory and forget about those early great games, and they draft him, and he's gonna be a bargain next year, or should he be a bargain next year? Maybe. I mean, I think personally, it comes down to the quarterback situation, what plays out there. Um, I mean, I think if they comes back, that's what I'm right. If, if, if Dak's there, I think you're looking at a second or third round pick. I don't think, you know, with how great he was and, you know, how many people probably feel like they missed out on him, you know, I don't think he was that much of a value, but, uh, I mean, anybody else at quarterback, I think you're going to get a big value on him, you know, but will he really be a value with that quarterback? DVD. Yeah. AJ. Yeah, Lamb, I mean, like you said, he, he was awesome with Dak, and they just have had terrible luck since Dak went down with Dalton just being completely overmatched and then him going down, uh, and, and then their third stringers not really looking like anything more than fourth stringers. So uh, I think with Dalton coming back this week, I do feel like, Hopefully they can build some sort of a chemistry there. I mean, you can't cut ties with this guy. He's he's too good. He's been too good, and I think he's going to finish the year strong. This division is absolute trash, as we've already talked about multiple times, multiple weeks. It's so up in the air. So you know, if if Dalton can kind of right the ship here and um and get 
this offense going with all the talent he has around him, you know, aside from Lamb, I look out. I mean, it could be dangerous. So next guy we got here is uh, Justin Jefferson. I mean, he's the top fantasy wide receiver in the class so far, sitting at 117.2 points. He's got 400-yard games, which also leads the rookies. You know, obviously we wish we could see him in the end zone a little bit more, but that's not necessarily his fault with Thielen and Cook getting so much of that work. Um, What are your thoughts on Jefferson? Uh, For me, he's, you know, my favorite rookie wide receiver going in. Um, I really like Lamb, but, you know, Jefferson could have stole my heart in the pre-draft process. Um, I think touchdowns will come and go, um, but I'm not ultimately worried. I think that's just part of who he is as a player. Um, you know, I think he'll have a big games, down games, but, you know, has the yardage floor to make up for it. So. Yeah, dude, I, I love Jefferson. He was he was one of my, like, I thought he could be the best rookie this class just because of opportunity. So I'm not surprised at all that this is happening. Um, you know, it was just a matter of Kurt giving him the ball enough. And so he, he seems to have fallen in favor big time, and that's that good to see. So. Next guy here jumping over to the 49ers, we got Brandon Ayuk, who, you know, I, I thought was drafted a little high. I, I knew he had talent, but I, I just was kind of shocked with this move. Um, but the 49ers desperately needed it. Little did they know at the time. I mean, he and he's been good, right, when featured and healthy himself. Um, and but again, he has to be featured. The 49ers seem to only be able to support one stinking receiver at a time. And when Debo's healthy, he's the receiver. And then Kittle, right, he's the tight end slash receiver. So, like, can Ayuk be valuable going forward when everybody's healthy on the 49ers? Or is it going to take injuries to keep him valuable in, in fantasy? Personally, I think, you know, first get a quarterback in there that's not Nick Mullen, C.J. Beathard, or Jimmy G. Go from there. But uh, assuming all, you know, Jimmy G or they have their ideal option. Um, personally, I have Ayuk over Debo. Um, just not a big Debo fan. Um, then I think, you know, ultimately it comes down to Kittle first. And then, you know, your choice of Ayuk and Debo. But And 50 running backs. Yeah, right. No <laughs> kidding. You know, whichever running back is the show of the week. But, uh, yeah, I, I lean Kittle one. first. And I can't, uh, can't really rely on anybody else consistently at least at this point yeah i i like what i've seen out of Ayuk so far but that offense is just feeding the hot hand regardless so you know when he's been good they've just continued to feed him if he's fallen out a little bit um they stop so I just think there's too much of an inconsistent uh, outlook on that offense. And, and they want to be a run first offense. I feel like, um, you know, when they have their guys healthy, uh, obviously that's a problem right now. Um, but yeah, I'm not, not a, I could go either way with him. I feel like, um, so next guy we got here is T Higgins. Uh, I mean, he's proved a lot of us wrong this season. Uh, I'm going to say that, that Joe wrote this, so this is this is him especially. Uh, Joe thought that it was yes. going to take a uh, 
and AJ Green exit. Um, or come on, or you didn't think this either? I think a lot some of other injury. No, hundred percent with you. I mean, I everybody never thinks that at all. Okay, um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, so he he's been proving us wrong. Um, I, I mean, he's basically been told to move aside, and uh, he's taken over. Uh, AJ Green, that is. So, what are your thoughts on Higgins? I mean, I wish I would have bought in sooner. Um, that's about it. Um, you know, I agreed with Joe. I thought it was going to take AJ Green injury or being traded, cut, whatever the case was. But I mean, he's been awesome <laughs> to say the least. Um, I can't wait to see what he can do in the future. So, yeah, him and Burrow looking really good together. So I'm looking forward to what the future holds there. If you got him in Dynasty, man, you've got a gold. You've got it. I got the stack in one of my leagues. Oh, that's that's pretty sitting pretty, happy. man. Nice. That's sitting pretty. All right, last receiver here, Chase Claypool, man. Uh, same boat as Higgins for me, man. I thought it was going to take injuries, you know, to get that breakout. But honestly, he got it. He got the juju. He got the Deontay Johnson injury. Claypool blew up. Right. And granted, it wasn't all passing. You know, he, he proved that he's just a vers- versatile player. Uh, could take, you know, end arounds to, to the end zone. I mean, any worry long term, though, with, you know, these receivers all being there. But maybe even more concerning is how much longer is Big Ben really going to play? I mean, we've heard retirement chatter for years, it feels like. I mean, they're a they're a great franchise, and I think they'll they'll get their ducks in a row when the time comes, uh, one way or another. They'll get somebody in there to you know win. Um, and I mean, besides, they have future MVP uh, Mason Rudolph uh, ready to go. <laughs> so, oh man, freezing cold take. That was, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> hey, Jay, uh, I'm gonna end there. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave it at that. Uh, my only comment, though, is is Claypool has kind of really been who we thought Chenault was going to be. So he's just taken it a step further and, and been a lot more successful with it, uh, with the more of the gadget uh, gadget plays. So jumping into the next uh, quick topic here, just want to take a little uh, a quick deeper dive into the new Orleans situation without drew Brees. Um, so kind of, kind of rapid fire here. I mean, is, is Winston going to be the primary quarterback? Oh, without question. Um, I think he gets all the work and Taysom will gets sprinkled in like he normally does. So, yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much answered the second question too. Like I, I wanted to ask you like how much run does Taysom Hill get? I mean, like, it, it just seems very odd. They gave this dude like what twenty something million to be a gadget player. Like, it, it's a very odd GM move. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like now has to be the opportunity, right? Where he, if you're gonna make this guy be the backup quarterback or the quarterback of the future, like now you got to see it, right? But I, I don't believe it either. But you're saying no way. No. Yeah, I don't I, think so either. So, so does this does this help or hurt Alvin Kamara's value then with Winston being there? I think it stays even. Um, you know, I think he gets more work, but I think the work is a little less efficient maybe with Winston in there. But I just I think it level evens out. You know, I don't think he gains or loses any value. 
Yeah, the the only worry I have is that yeah, Winston's gonna play within the system because otherwise he'll get benched. But I wonder like he doesn't check down as much as Breeze would smartly, right? So Kamara might lose a few of those that were like supposed to go downfield, but then Breeze goes, Oop, never mind. Bam. So um <clears throat> anyway. The last thing is the receivers, right? I mean, like Michael Thomas hasn't been as awesome as he we would hope, but like, can he sort of get back into to good graces with fantasy players? And like, what about the rest of this receiving core? Like, I mean, we've known Winston to have a big arm and be able to just chuck it downfield. Like, could these guys actually get a boost in value without Breeze? Um, I mean, I'll preface by saying I'll talk a little about Michael Thomas later, um, but. <laughs> I just I don't uh, I think this offense is going to be a little a little shaky um, in the first game at least you know maybe after one or two um, but I'm just I'm not super confident in that offense at all outside of Kamara I think he's you know matchup proof it doesn't matter who's there I think he's you know good to go yeah I I tend to agree all right man so since your IDP I wanted to give you a, a few minutes to shine real quick here give us your idp streamers for the week uh you know you you said you got a one d lineman one linebacker one db so who's your d lineman of the week okay so so my my favorite is uh emmanuel agba from miami um getting no love uh eight sacks on the year no big deal um what i end up looking for um in a streamer for a dl um d lineman is uh, a team with a high pass rate, so they pass a lot. Um, a team with a uh, high time to throw, so there's a lot of time between, you know, in the play. Um, and then uh, a lot of plays per game because um, it gives you, you know, IDP a lot of the time boils down to opportunity plus talent equals, you know, gold for us more often than not. Yeah. Um, then uh, looking at the uh, the linebacker position, um, that one's a little easier to evaluate for streaming. Um, if you don't have a great option lined up, um, <laughs> high, <laughs> uh, right? high, high run to pass rate. Um, so you want a running team, obviously keep the ball on the ground. Um, a lot of, again, all of these feature high plays per game. You want a lot of, you know, the more plays, the better, more chance for opportunity. Um, and then you want a low yards per attempt from the quarterback. Um, basically what this does, it keeps a lot of the, uh, play in front of them or close to the line of scrimmage, which linebackers are more likely to make plays. Um, so my favorite for this week, um, if you can stream him, Jayon Brown, he's uh, fairly highly rostered um, from Tennessee. Um, if you can't get him, Rashawn Evans is a little more lightly rostered, rostered um, and he'll be a great option too. Uh, moving on to the last piece, um, this one I was actually really proud to put together. Um, it's, uh, so, so DBs are kind of similar to linebackers. You want a high run to pass ratio, um, uh, but a high yards per attempt. And again, a lot of plays per game. Um, and this one actually boiled down to kind of a lesser known name, uh, rookie. I was excited about, uh, coming out, um, Ashton Davis, uh, safety from the New York jets of all places. Um, he boils up to have, uh, one of the best matchups of the, of the week. Um, the only uh, better matchup than his was actually Jamal Adams uh, from Seattle. So he's going to go nuclear tomorrow. Of course. Um, or I'm a fraud. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, so, I mean, that pretty much boils down in, uh, 
in a small summary of kind of what I look for um, at the streaming position, um, and then you know by position breakdown. Yeah, I know, so, I know zero about IDP. Yeah, the little I know is that guys who get tackles, but I think the scoring has morphed since the last time oh, I even talked about IDP. It's IDP gotten complicated. Is, yeah. IDP is nuts because there's no, there's a couple guys. It, IDP community is so split on this of having a standard scoring and then a just do whatever you want. Um, and I think that puts a lot of people off because you go into it and it's like you could pop into one league where yeah. tackles are AJ's king. IDP league. Tackles are everything. Yeah. And then you pop into another where they're nothing and only playmaking splash plays count for anything. Um, so, I mean, I think that really puts people off where if you kind of had uh, and there, there is some out there where they're standardized scoring. And I think if you were to have that set in place and then people get comfortable with it and then, you know, if you want I to tweak team, it, however. I don't like team defenses. I would buy on, I would buy into the IDP if there was kind of a, kind of a more standard approach to it. Sure. But yeah, you're right. Like I I've looked at leaks and I'm like, wait, why is this? This is crazy. Like, this, yeah. Oh, it's, this is, it's just too off. It's too off the charts. Like everywhere you look. It's nuts. Um, yeah. You know, but I agree. Like, I don't want just the guy who's going to rack up 140 tackles. That's going to be the best player. Cause like, that's your, that's your middle linebacker. Yeah. Well, Blake Martinez, who is terrible at real life football. So, right. I mean, um, it's, it, it, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and, and Nathan Gary, another prime example. Um, yeah. So, so I, I, yeah, I we're gonna, just real quick, I want to touch sorry. on my league. So I have, I'm in a 32 team league. And the, the IDP scoring quick, just let you know, is, awesome. is crazy because you, you're not drafting forever. It was literally days would go by before I would have a next oh, draft yeah. pick when I would trade picks, too. It was I even did, worse. I did two of those uh, this offseason. And it, it's, it's a great league. I really do like it. And it's one of the ones I'm actually doing pretty well in. Um, I've lost. Uh, my, my team is the Denver Broncos. I've lost to the Chargers twice now. They're winning my division ten and zero, and they're, you know, their their points for are pretty good. Joey Bosa was my first round pick, and I was towards the end of the first round. Both times I freaking played the Chargers, he's been out. So I don't know what the hell that means, but it's been really annoying. So bad luck, yeah. No, he's yeah. been a he's been a, a rough uh, rough roster spot this year for Ooh. IDP owners. I mean, he is IDP players. He is. Uh, been a disappointment to say the least, you know, a guy who was expected to be a top one or two. And yeah, I mean, and, he's, he's been really good when he's played. Oh but, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the couple of weeks that I've needed him against that team to try to gain ground, it just hasn't happened. So anyway, all right, all right we're going to jump through. into some injuries, Bob, we're just going to kind of rapid fire through these. This is more of a new segment here. We're going to maybe pause once or twice. If there's like a question that we have, but, it would be very nope. far few between. Sure. Um, so obviously we know Christian McCaffrey's out this week with that shoulder. People were hoping he was going to come back, so that's uh, significant there. Drew Brees <laughs> barbecued ribs. What? Like He's it? Out? Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shut up, Shut up, AJ. You screwed me up. Uh, that's Drew Brees ribs and and punch. Uh, Punctured lung, not good. Jermichael Hasty on IR, collarbone, he's out. Uh, quarterback, a lot of them this week, man. It's crazy. Teddy Bridgewater questionable with a knee. It's like a MCL sprain. Like I don't have, have any idea how he expects to play. Every time you ever hear MCL sprain, it's like two to three weeks. But Teddy Bridgewater is questionable. Okay. 
Big Ben <laughs> did not practice. He's always off Wednesday. Uh, Andy Dalton, ask you, Bob. He's back. COVID list. He's going to play. Like I, He was bad those couple games that he played early on. I mean, is this uh, enough of a boost that you can safely play Zeke and Lamb and these guys again, or you holding off? I, I'd be... I'd be comfortable starting Lamb for sure. Um, Cooper, you know, I feel fine with him too. Zeke, I think, you know, you probably drafted him at a spot you have to start him. Um, probably not a likelihood that you have the luxury of benching him. Um, yeah. Unless you picked up James Robinson for nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, he's drafted awesome. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I... I, I, I'm confident, you know, that team showed a little fire uh, against Pittsburgh in week nine um, for their bye week. So heading into their bye week, they went in with a little steam, you know, even a little lost. Um, so I'm hopeful that, you know, maybe they could be a little less of an anemic offense this week. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so Tua foot, but he was a full participant in practice here. The next guy I want to ask you about is Matthew Stafford with the thumb. They're thinking he might be able to play, but I mean, how comfortable are you starting him? And then his weapons, right? So Marvin yeah. Jones, like if he's got a thumb injury on that throwing hand, like how comfortable are we starting anybody? I mean, I don't ever want to bet against Matthew Stafford um, personally. Um, I'm not I super. This year. I'm, I'm not super. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not super confident. Uh, I think uh, a lot of these guys, again, you're kind of in that position where you have to. Um, you probably don't have that luxury to sit him. Uh, Swift, you might. Um, Galladay, you probably don't, but you've probably had to find a replacement for it because he hasn't played hardly at all. Um, and then, you know, I'm not – Hawkinson, I think, would be the most confident play um, just because of the tight end landscape, how it is. Um, yeah, that's how I'd boil that down personally. Yeah, I tend to agree there. Um, so Drew Locke, uh Day-to-day with ribs. Sam Darnold's out, not expected to play um, with the shoulder. Then a bunch of running backs here. We'll just fire through these. Oh, I just screwed up my spreadsheet. Let me fix something here. Dang it. What did I just do? All right. Uh, so we got Joe Mixon, day-to-day with a foot. Chris Carson, foot. Game time decision limited today. So they play Thursdays. So that's going to be a tough one. Um, I think if he plays, you sub him in. Travis Homer, Doubtful. Carlos Hyde is going to play. So that that's big. Like if Hyde plays, I think you pl- plug him in if Carson's out. Jalen Richard, chest did not play with did not practice Wednesday. Uh Matt Breida, full practice Wednesday should play. So those uh Ahmed owners maybe should uh hold themselves in check a little bit, but I don't know. I, don't I am worried. Respect from Breda. I don't think I am either, but you do have to worry a little bit, right? Nah. Damon Harris, uh, chest and ankle, limited practice Wednesday. I will say this. Sonny Michelle's supposed to be activated this week. He shouldn't make any noise anymore, but, like, it's Bill Belichick. So, like, it would be very New England. Right, exactly. So, who the hell knows anymore? Duke Johnson, uh, illness, non-COVID, apparently. So, take it for what you will. And then Alvin Kamara, ankle, limited practice Wednesday. I don't think we're really worried about there. So, AJ, let's go, man. All right, Galladay, hip. Uh, he did return to practice, albeit limited. Uh, his teammate, Danny Amendola, also <laughs> dealing with a hip, and he was a DNP today. Tyler Lockett is dealing with a knee sprain. He's a DNP. I mean, it's no doubt that he plays. It's Pete Carroll. 
Uh, so I, I you know I'm not too worried about Lockett. Um, he's already said he's, on, what's that? Yeah, it's it's already it's already it's already he's already pretty much said he's comes out and he's he's playing. Yeah, uh, exactly what I was just saying. Uh, Traquan Smith, uh, concussion. Um, I mean, he was absolutely obliterated last week with that hit. So mm. hopefully he comes out of that. He was a DNP Calvin Ridley with uh, the foot injury was limited practice. He's hoping to play, um, in, in that same game against, uh, new Orleans. Juju Smith Schuster is non injury, just did not practice. Um, him and Big Ben must have been out, you know, partying or something. Uh, I don't know. Alan Lazard has been activated from the IR. He was a limited uh, participant on Wednesday today. Adam Humphreys still dealing with concussion symptoms. He was DNP. Um, don't like his outlook this week, regardless if he plays or not. Uh, his teammate, Corey Davis, uh, non-injury as well. Uh, he must have been out with Juju and Ben, DNP. Marvin Jones was a DNP. So the Lions receivers are looking really awesome this week, um, along with Stafford. I mean, what what were these guys doing? Why are they all hanging out together? Do they not know that football is not in a freaking bubble? Anyway. Uh, they're not in a bubble. That's what I just <laughs> so said. You're, they're you're not wrong. in a bubble. Anyway, AJ Green, non-injury, DNP. Again, party animals everywhere. Devontae Adams, ankle, limited practice. Uh, Chenault was a DNP today. He's dealing with a knee. Sammy Watkins was a full practice. Whoop-de-doo. Uh, Brashad Perryman dealing with a shoulder, limited practice. Miko Hardman's got the Rona. He's on the list. Uh, Antonio Callaway was added to Miami's 53-man roster. So whatever the hell that means, good for you for making the bigs, buddy. <laughs> Freaking proud of you. Your dad is somewhere on a golf course that's got brown grass on the greens, foot high, saying that it's the Masters and his new name is Dustin Johnson. Congratulations. Uh, uh, everybody, ends. AJ's talking trash about a player. Start him. Start him. He is, uh, again, he made the 53-man roster, six touchdowns, uh, and Tua will have seven yards and six touchdowns. Uh, Ertz. Ertz. I, whatever. I mean, I don't even care about this he's, team he's, anymore. Hey, he's designated to, to return. Whoopie shit. His quarterback sucks. He can't even freaking throw the ball to him anymore. Jack Still, Doyle. His targets Cushion. and his tight end. Yeah, yeah. That's all you got to do. He needs to target the tight end. That's what he needs to do. Exactly. Right. All right. Jack Doyle, concussion, DNP, Irv Smith, dealing with a kick to the sack, limited practice Wednesday, Mo Alley Cox. Well, we just got done talking about the groin knee injury, limited <laughs> practice, TJ Hawkinson, toe. Wow. Imagine that. Another Detroit receiving option. Efton A, limited practice. Trey Burton, rest? I, what? I, no, okay. No, he's CNP. What has uh, he done to deserve rest? <laughs> Give it that shit in two weeks, Burton. Come on. Quit living on your damn Philly special, bro. Get back in the game. 
Robert Tanyan, ankle, limited practice, no fan, ribs, DNP, Raiders defense, gone. See ya. Why was this? Because they beat Kansas City earlier this year when they probably shouldn't have. So their hometown, Las Vegas, completely lost a shit ton of money because they won. Thanks, betters. And uh, they didn't want that to happen again. So we'll see. They'll still find a way to win. All right. Week 10 picks. Week 11 picks. Sorry. Didn't change. Whatever. Whatever. Last week, too. All right. uh, So, Bob. You know the deal here, I told you, but for those listening and haven't heard before, we do sleepers and busts, quarterback, receivers, and running back, or, yeah, receivers and running backs. Uh, we do sleepers. We use the Fantasy Pros ECR, expert, expert consensus rankings. So a quarterback outside of the top 15 for a sleeper. What you got? Um, I mentioned him a little bit earlier, Alex Smith. Uh, you know, uh, versus Cincinnati, I think that's just going to be kind of one of those, you know, two kind of bad teams playing each other and it turns into a barn burner. Um, you know, I just, uh, just kind of had that feeling about him this week, you know, nothing too concrete about it, but fair enough. AJ, what you got? All right. Uh, my sleeper is uh Kurt kissing cousins. Dallas sucks. You know, he's coming off a big win divisional win, mind you, uh, from Monday, tough game against the bears. Uh, not really happy with that outcome, but Cousins has been good, and uh, yeah, I think he's gonna have a little more. You like that coming your way? <laughs> Maybe I am a little worried about that just being a big Dalvin Cook game, to be honest. But I can see them scoring a couple before it gets to that point. That's fine. He can still sit on the sideline and cheer on Dalvin, even though he's <laughs> handing him the ball. He'll somehow sure. make it to the sideline while he runs for eighty yards. But just watch, just watch. It'll happen. Okay. Mine's Jameis Winston. Uh, like, uh, uh, gets Atlanta this week. You know, we know his ability to fling the ball down the field. Uh, whether or not he's going to do it in this offense is yet to be seen. He's got Michael Thomas. He's got Kamara at his disposal. I mean, if, if you're, if you're streaming quarterbacks, Winston's gotta be your guy, I think. So any running back outside of the top 24 is your sleeper, Bob. Uh, well, my original pick was Naheem Hines, but somebody decided to take him on me. Um, so uh, yeah, you can still pick him, and I'll I just, just shut my mouth. I, he was time. he was ranked what fortieth? Yeah, that's uh, crazy. Somewhere it's just like, like what? okay, but uh, no, I uh, outside of him, I kind of like uh, Lamichael P. Ryan this week um, against uh, Chargers defense that just can't really do anything. Um, they did say he was going to get the rock, so you know, sure. You never know. I mean, leave Coach Speak for one. Bitch. Hey, it paid off for uh, DeAndre Swift in Detroit. Totally different situation. By yeah, team. I was going to say. <laughs> but a lot of different talent never, level there. But. Yeah. Um, I uh, also had P. Ryan. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Gase claims he'll be getting more involved, more touches. Uh, you know, you still got Dino Gore there uh, to steal some playing time, but it's a fairly decent matchup. Against another struggling team, so he could surprise this week. In case you haven't heard yet, yeah. Thanks, so Bob. Uh, Five carries, one target. Bob gave mine away. It's Naeem Hines, and it's obvious. I mean, like he was, yeah, he's like, like the forties, man. It's crazy. Like, are we believing Frank Reich when he says Jonathan Taylor is going to be the starter? I don't care if Jonathan sure. Taylor's on the field for the first snap. He's not getting as many touches as we right. hope. It, it's Naeem you know, Hines like it's, has also been 
way freaking better. And they're, they're putting him in better spots. They're getting him the ball in space and letting him move. Jonathan Taylor, like, here, hit the ball. Just run, 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 up, run up behind our center. Bang. They're just getting smashed. Like, it's not working. Yeah. So, Hines is the guy, dude. Um, Absolutely. Wide receiver. Anybody outside the top 36? Bob, go. Um, uh, sticking kind of with the Colts team. I actually like Michael Pittman. Um, he faces up against Green Bay, who has been a good pass defense. But, hey, guess what? They're missing both their starting corners, which is on par for a Packer defense. Um, but uh, And Pittman showed up big on Thursday night last week. I think they, you know, look to ride him again. So I almost picked him. What, what you got, AJ? All right. I'm going, uh, I'm going with uh, Old Man River. Fitz. He's got a cap, bit what? of a capped ceiling. A deep dive what? here. Deep dive. A uh, bit of a capped ceiling because, you know, he's not getting a ton of yards. He, he's got a lot of little dink and dunk throws, but he's getting a shit ton of targets. He had eight targets against Seattle in week seven. He caught all of them. 62 yards. Okay, well, whatever. He's a bit of a risky play, like I said, but uh, he's going to find the end zone this week. And by this week, I mean tomorrow. And he's old? I don't care. Uh, you can right. see him on the injury report out with uh, Big Ben and because he doesn't, Nick he doesn't run and, and uh, you know <laughs> Can't get everybody injured. else doesn't get tackled, doesn't get the ball. It's fine anyway. Uh, mine's uh, hey, you might like to that say DeAndre thing. Ball that everybody's been blowing their load over this past fucking four days. That was supposed to go to him. What? Anyway. Jalen Rhaegar is mine. AJ, you might like this, man. Like, look, he's getting more involved in this offense. Uh, they're playing Cleveland. The secondary has been exposed in the passing game. It, it could be, you know, a, a pretty big game for him. I know they're getting, you know, more weapons back, but that could also just mean more space for Rager. And he's he's got the speed to go over the top, and hopefully Wentz can just <laughs> hit him on target, which hasn't happened a lot. So uh, we'll move on to our bus here. Quarterback, uh, do, do you Bob, anybody you inside said. the top 12? Um, I'm going to roll with... Uh... Deshaun Watson versus New England. Um, just kind of been an inconsistent, anemic offense. Uh, and that New England defense playing tough. Uh, so that's my pick. Except for the one game. All right. Also, <laughs> also mine. Uh, I mean, basically, they, they pretty much shut Lamar down for most of the game last Sunday night. Aside from, I, I mean, I guess you can call it garbage time. I, I mean, he had to play that way uh but yeah i, I think new england's going to be riding riding pretty high after that win so yeah i'm not a not a big fan of watson this week either yeah so so mine and i know bob's gonna yell at me uh aaron Rodgers, man like look i don't think he's gonna suck uh but i think he could disappoint you this week dick. um <laughs> fucking uh, absolute dick <laughs> Told you loud noises, right? Loud noises. Get a, get a Packer guy on and you just start bashing him. That's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Like, look, Welcome to the show. Aaron Rodgers sucks. Aaron Rodgers, he had one bad game, right? And it was against a good defense, Tampa Bay. He's now got another good defense in, and it's Indy. So, like, he hasn't exploited good defenses yet. He's played against a lot of mediocre to bad defenses this year, and he's just been crushing it. Now, Aaron Rodgers is on a different level this year. He's just he's just trying to go out and just make a statement. So, Rodgers could still have, you know, two touchdowns and 200 yards, but I don't expect the big game from him that we've gotten in, in other weeks. So, um, we'll see. A running back inside the top 20. 
I I hate this, but uh, I'm looking at James Robinson as a a pretty big bust candidate against Pittsburgh. Um, I know we talked him up, but this will probably be about the toughest matchup he's faced so far uh, against a run defense. And, you know, I'm I'm rooting for him. Like I said, I got him in a lot of leagues. So, um, you know, I'm still probably starting him, but, you know, just kind of has that bust potential for me. I think I think you and AJ, I need to take you to the principal's office because you guys cheated this week. Like this is, <laughs> you guys are like this. Is what third, Quit fourth player? No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, um, yeah. I, I, all I had literally written was Pit D. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I look, I went Derrick Henry. Like, I mean, look, you're still starting me, Derrick Henry. You can't sit this guy, but he's. He has had some dud games this week, this year, and he's struggled to perform against some of the top run defenses. Because I think these defenses are real; these teams are realizing you've just got to go stop Derrick Henry. And Tannehill is not a world beater, um, but he, you know, he he's okay. So like they stop him, but this week top run defense again, Baltimore, and they've got a good good pass defense. So like. I'm not feeling Henry in that inside the top five, you know, six this week. Um, so that's where he's ranked. I don't know if he'll drop outside of the top 20 per se. Like, that's not what I think these bus picks are for when I say inside the top 20. But, you know, when I mean bus, like you're starting him as a top five, top six guy, and he's going to probably fall outside of the top 10 maybe because that's <laughs> – that's the defense he's playing. So receiver inside the top 24, Bob, what you got? Um, so I alluded to this earlier, but uh, my pick is Michael Thomas. I just don't see, I don't see it with that offense right now. And, you know, uh, an odd, uh, kind of an odd week, you know, with uh, Jameis coming in, I think they're going to play it. Uh, it's going to look a little weird, a little janky. Um, and just with Thomas, just not really, not really being the, being the guy there right now. So, well, interestingly enough, let me let me pause you there. So we got sure. a question on YouTube. Should I trade Michael Thomas for Connor and Galladay? Running backs are Eckler, Mostert, Gaskin, and McKissick. Receivers are Tyreek, Michael Evans, Ayuk, and Antonio Brown. Do it. So you I get mean, Connor and Galladay back for Michael Thomas. Yes. But a little I, that. Yeah. I mean, Connor's been sucking, but you know, I take him over, you know, you add a running back. Galladay is probably going to be better than I mean, Thomas. Here's what happens. Eckler, Mostert comes back. Are you starting Connor over both of them? That's the problem. That's where I'm going to like, I don't know if I would do this. Over and Galladay's hurt. He's got a hip. Monster. Like if he comes back healthy. Yeah, because Mostert's yeah. going to come back and he'll pull a Jeff Wilson and get four touchdowns. Well, and also then think about this, right? Also think about this. Galladay might come back, but Stafford's got a messed up thumb. So uh, who cares? I don't know, man. I, I'm 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 fifty fifty on this, man. Like I really I think don't. It's kind of yeah, kind of your preference. A, yeah, this one's tough, man. I think. Ugh, sorry, I like Magic it. Trev. I like it, Trey. I, uh, I I don't I don't I don't know if we have a consensus here. I think I'm I'm kind of off of it. I think we've got AJ sort of. What do you what do you you yes no? I'm all I'm all for it. Yeah, you're for I, it, I like Bob. It. You're for it. Yep. For the trade. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably do it. Yeah. I it wouldn't sit great with me, but I would do it. Okay. I just I don't want Thomas on my team right now. I just right, he's got enough. 
he's got that vibe for me that I just don't uh, I don't jive with. So all right, fair enough. All right, AJ, let's give your uh, receiver. Sorry to pause there, but got that question in. If it just fit right in, man, it was perfect. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, AJ Brown. I mean, Baltimore's D has been tough against opposing wide receivers. Brown was completely shut down last week against Indy, going one reception on four targets for a whopping 21 yards and no touchdowns. I know, shocker. Um, I just think this is a bad run for him. So, yeah, I mean, Baltimore is going to have a lot of uh, redemption, hate, anger going into this game. So, sorry, A.J. Brown. Change your name. <laughs> uh mine's Robert Woods, man. I, I hate to say it because I own him in multiple leagues, but he's uh he's he's been pretty inconsistent inconsistent this year. And dude, I don't know how many people know this, but he's been out targeted by by Josh Reynolds. So is Cooper Cup, by the way, as of late. And outperformed by Josh Reynolds. It's crazy. Um they're playing Tampa and you know the the top the top receivers going against that team do not do much. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty off of Robert Woods if I can. All right, tight end streamer. So I, I increased it. I've been increasing it steadily throughout the year. We're up to 60% or less. Uh, it was started, started at 40, and that was a bad choice. Like milk was a bad choice. Um, <laughs> Bob, your tight end streamer for the week. So uh, I, I checked these last night, so I might have changed up waivers with uh, roster percentage. But uh, Logan Thomas has actually been kind of creeping into conversation of being decent in this tight end landscape. So yeah, um, that's uh, Logan Thomas from uh, Washington football team. Is, Cheers uh, that. That was mine. Week. So uh, AJ, what you got? Oh, my bad. Nah, that's all good. What? I I, I totally missed that. Sorry. What? Logan Thomas was mine. Oh, ha! Suck it. That's fine. Um, <laughs> great minds think alike all around here. We're good. Deep dives here from uh the the walking uh voodoo doll master kyle rudolph six percent owned according to yahoo irv smith could be out because of that kick to the dick and you know rudolph stepped up in his absence last week dallas is <laughs> middle of the road <laughs> sorry, not exactly bob. the family friendly sorry bob how you hope to be oh you're good uh, <laughs> Dallas is middle of the road against the tight end, uh, which is surprising seeing their owner and his shriveled ass face. But they've been susceptible to giving up touchdowns lately, um, much more than yardage. They they still don't give up a ton of yards, but Kurt Cousins, I don't feel like throws for a shit ton of yards unless he just bombs it to Jefferson. Um, so, yeah, I agree. This could be a Cooks and uh, Rudolph game, but I still like Cousins. He's All right. So defenses will final finally end it here. Defenses, the stream sixty percent or less. Uh, Bob, you go Again, first. Again, this one this one was right on the cusp. I think it was at like fifty eight percent last night, so it's very possible it went up. But uh, love Miami. Um, they've been How the hell doing they? work. What? They're, they're way under owned, man. Uh, and then uh, and they the best part about them is you could stream them for three four. Weeks, I think they have uh, great matchups until I think week fifteen. Dude, it was Miami's eighty-one percent owned. Holy really? shit! There's no way that that was right when you saw it. <laughs> Were okay, you looking at the list? Yeah, I looked at it last Holy night. Crap. 
There's no Unless way. Maybe, like you said, maybe <laughs> it went up. Last night, pre-waivers. I was oh, like, sorry, what? this morning. I'm like, sorry. How, who who didn't play Miami, like, ever? Like, I guess, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, like, yeah. My bad. That shocked me, dude. I, I mean, yeah, all good. Hey, dude, yeah, if you guys can get Miami, go get them. They're good guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> they it blew me away when I saw it, too, so I wonder maybe, maybe they cleared of on waivers. So that like, seems crazy. Shot. Do it. All right. Um, I'm going uh, back to my Fitz game with the Arizona Cardinals in Pahonics. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. The cards have at least two interceptions and eight total sacks in three of the last four games, uh, 11 sacks in the last five games, three interceptions and two sacks against Seattle in week seven. Sure, it was high scoring. Sure, the Cardinals still had a pretty good game thanks to those stats. I don't think the game's going to necessarily be as high scoring this week. Maybe like two to three points off per team. Uh, there'll be a missed field goal. But uh, yeah, going with the cards. Um, I hated all the defensive streamer picks unless I saw Miami at 40% like like Bob. Hey. <laughs> uh, so I, I went back to Washington because, but dude, they've been super disappointed the last couple of weeks. They're pretty much like, Kind of good in the division because they get a lot of sacks, but even that didn't work out from the last couple of weeks. So, but look, they get Cincy. Like I know Burrow's been good, but there's turnovers. There's a bunch of sacks that still happen with that team. So maybe Washington can at least salvage a decent game out of that. Um, there's other defenses that I liked, but their their ownership went above Washington. I like the Vikings better. Um, but their their ownership went above them as it should have been, even though in the rankings that you look at. For ECR, the red the Washington is above the the Vikings, so whatever. All right, man. I was, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking Browns. Jeff showing his phone up. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff that, likes I, the Browns. I, uh, was able to pick up Minnesota in my home league, so I was okay with that. But uh, yeah, Brown, I, Brown I thought about between the Browns, Browns too, and, but uh, they're just so bad. Browns and Arizona for me because hey, Philly. Yeah, I I get it, and and I thought about that one too. But man, but Philly also like they're getting healthier, and, and you just gotta think that that's true. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a multiple streamer pick, yeah, the Browns they get Jags. So all right, fair enough. I I get you, Jeff. You're right. You're right there. You're right. We don't say you're stupid, man. You're just not audible. <laughs> what? What the? F- Thanks, producer. You're not a dumbass, but uh, <laughs> hey, we we appreciate your advice. <laughs> that's why we. That's why we. That's why we set it up. Um, anyway, that's why, that's why we 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 repeat your stuff. I mean, so anyway, man, uh, Bob, go ahead and uh, before we let you go, tell everybody where they can find you on uh, on Twitter and, and stuff like that. So I am, uh, or my handle is uh, bbab underscore ffb bbab underscore ffb um goes back to an old uh, team name i had but uh bob band the idp man is the name um i love it it's hey it yeah. it stands true you know you were here but You're all uh, over the freaking idp stuff on the site man you're constantly I, hey man i uh i do what i can day. i'm i'm in it man i'm in it but i appreciate the opportunity and appreciate you guys having me on and everything so hey man this was a blast so 
I, I had a good time, man. Glad to have you on, and uh, you do good work over over at the site. So we appreciate it, man. Um, AJ, Jeff, I think we're done and close out. All right. Cue the music. Games. Uh, drink, drink, drink it out. <laughs> mm-hmm.